Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast Shropshire Supplement Show. With me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hill, Mr. Loyal Joss Elliott, Ian Slat Slater. For your comprehensive rundown of every Shropshire division from the Prem all the way to Division 8. And welcome back to the 100th episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. And it is the Cow Corner Podcast Supplement Show. And it feels quite apt that it is the supplement show that is our 100th episode, given that this is pretty much the same formula that we started with. Yet the original formula used to go on for three and a half hours. I'm James Earl <laughs> once again, and I am joined by the OG, the man himself, Mr. Loyal, the person who's been on the whole journey, the whole way, right-hand man, Joss Elliott. How are you, my friend? 100 episodes. Right, Can you believe it, mate? Congratulations on your first ever century, mate. <laughs> I'll raise my podcast mic. I'll get it early. It's my second one in two weeks. Oh, here we go. Here he goes. <laughs> so, what's that? What's that? 30 seconds in? <laughs> That's the first reference of the uh, podcast there uh, for all the listeners. Uh, yes, this is the third supplement show. And Joss's second ton of the week, as he said, <laughs> joining myself and Joss is the man himself, Ian Slats Slater from The Extra Show. How are we, Slats? Yeah, brilliant, mate. Thank you, actually. Yeah, so I'm, I'm honoured to be here in uh, such uh, a venerable company with the guys that have been here around here for 100 episodes, whereas I'm only just a junior. And uh, <laughs> you'll never be a junior, lads. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, fantastic. 100 episodes. It's just brilliant. And uh, apparently, Josh got a few runs the other day. Josh, yeah, something like that, was it? It might get mentioned a couple of times tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's already had five minutes. Guys, it's, it's, it's going to catch up Andy Harris and the Birmingham League turn in a bit. <laughs> We, we were saying on the last one, it's we're going to get stickers done. I've heard about Joss Elliott's Division 7 ton. Hasn't got quite the same ring to it, has it? <laughs> <laughs> it's got better than I've seen Hurley score ton, which is non-existent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 100 episodes, Joss. Our text got a little bit better since the first episode we started, where we literally just had a mobile phone in the middle of a table. And I'm pretty sure, if I remember rightly, we even rehearsed it and went through the whole podcast before we even recorded it. We did, indeed. And we just talked about Albury first up, didn't we? I think it was just uh, based on Albury, yeah. Um, we did, yeah, indeed. You've certainly invested in a lot more gear since then. Um, <laughs> I still just turn up and 
talk rubbish and have a couple of beers normally so that, bit, that hasn't changed yes some some things don't change we still talk rubbish and drink a lot of beer and some people will still stay it's the podcast is still about Alberbury, but um you know <laughs> we have we have changed and as as we said you know it started out as a podcast about Alberbury cricket club when i was the when I was helping being the social media person for Alberbury way back when, and then we realized that no one from Alberbury listened and a few people from other clubs did. So we decided to make it a bit of a mix and match. And then we've moved on and we've done extra shows, Birmingham League shows, everything. And even now the newest version of the podcast, The Supplement Show. Anyway, as we said, this is The Supplement Show. So it is five minutes per division, a quick recap of everything that's going on in the Shropshire Leagues before the monthly episodes where in the, you have the higher Shropshire League Prem to Division 3 with Joss, myself and Andy and the extra show <laughs> with Slats, Ian Alderson and Ollie Griffiths. So if there is something that we you feel like we've missed, don't worry, we will pick it back up on the extra show or the Shropshire League show. We will try. Um, but anyway, let's get ourselves started and we move ourselves on to our first division and the Premier Division. Okay, and we start the clock now. So in the Premier Division, still leading the way, having led since week five, Wellington Cricket Club on 213 points. 11 points behind them, though, and on their tail are Wem Cricket Club. Whitchurch are in third, Quats in fourth, Oswestry in fifth, Shrewsbury second 11 in sixth, Shelton in seventh, Sentinel in eighth, Ludlow in ninth, Maidley in tenth, St George's in eleventh, and Newport in twelfth. So since we last spoke, Newport have continued their bad run of form, unfortunately, which takes them to five consecutive losses after having lost to Wem at the weekend. St. George's, having put together a run of decent results, also have lost the last three, but have come up against tough opposition in Wem, Whitchurch and Wellington. Maidley, though, are on their way up. They look to be pulling themselves out of the relegation battle with a good winning draw against Wellington, a win against Shrewsbury, a fighting draw against Oswestry, a slighter cup against higher opposition in Quat this last weekend. Ludlow losing to Whitchurch, having beaten Shrewsbury the week before. Sentinel still on their losing run, having lost to Oswestry. That means they've lost four in a row, but they have played the top three sides the week before, Whitchurch, Wellington and Wem before coming up against Oswestry. The top five just keep on winning though, especially the top three. Wellington and Wem are your top two in the Prem and are the two only remaining unbeaten sides. Wellington have won against St. George's and Newport, and Wem beat Newport the other week, with Whitchurch hot on their tail, having won their last four games. Looking at the most recent fixtures, big win for Shrewsbury in the local derby against Shelton, which is where we all start. 
Um, Shrewsbury putting on 242 for eight. Tom Winchester, their overseas scoring 115. The only person other to trouble the scorers was Bradley Thornton in that game. Simon Jones, three for 28 for Shelton. Dan Walker coming up against his old side, getting three. He would have probably been disappointed with that. In response, Pabal Kumar-Sahar with 37 led the way for Shelton, but no one could really stick with him. Guys, having a look at this division, what stands out to you in the Prem? Uh, for, for me, I think, yeah, Newport really are struggling looking at their results. They've, they've lost every game or it's been abandoned apart from losing draw against the team that's just above them, St. George's. So I think it's a real uphill struggle for them for the rest of the season. Interesting, last week, first week of win-lose for this division, the top six won and the bottom six lost. <laughs> that tells you something. <laughs> um, and just, I mean, Sentinel, they're struggling at the moment and yeah, we're two weeks close to the end of the season. It's quite sad to see them as low as eighth. I think they'll be disappointed with that. And as I say, we get close to the end of the season. I, I expect them to, to perk up and be top four material, but it's not happening. Yes. Yeah. Um, Sentinel at the moment, only 21 points ahead. Oh, no. Yeah, Sentinel only 21 points ahead of ahead of Maidley, who are third bottom. Maidley, five points ahead of St. George's. So it gives you a bit of an idea of how close it is in that middle pack. And then you've got Oswestry to Quad, fourth to fifth, where there's uh, 42 points between them. So there's a bit of a gap between that top two, the middle, and then the bottom. Well, the top four are breaking away, aren't they, a little bit? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, 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 the, and the only concern with that is obviously they're in to win-lose now. And... Kind of, you know, if they all keep winning, it's 20 points. <laughs> there's, there's not going to be masses of changes there. Whereas if they would bat first, they'd get 24 points. You know, they'd get a bit more uh, traction in there. So it makes a, the captains make a decision a lot more. Now it's a case of, well, if we just need to win, it doesn't, doesn't matter if we bat first or not. Let's see if we, if we, we can just win. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, the top four, I think, have broken away and it'll be difficult to catch them, I suspect. Yeah, it was. It was the one game, really, that Oswestry versus Sentinel game that you would say two sides where you think it might be a decent game. Everyone was playing top v bottom last week, which was a bit of an interesting one. Uh, Josh Coleridge, 59. Michael French, 53. Charlie Morris, 30. Robbie Clark back in the side. We've only got to 11. And uh, then... With the ball, uh, Joe Monk, 3 for 47, and Michael French, 3 for 39. In reply, Sentinel, Tom Griffiths got 72, Connor Cheshire, 23, and Niall Salisbury, 21. But again, everyone else getting really single digits or early teens there. So, yeah, a bit of an interesting one there. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how the season pans out, especially with some big games in coming for the top and the bottom sides in the Prem. But anyway, that is the timer. So we must now move ourselves onto our next division and Division 1. Okay, Division 1 and Joss. Yeah, so Division 1, um, there's actually been very little change in the position. So um, Schiffel have dropped three places from second to fifth. Lillish all have dropped from 8th to 11th and everyone else has gone up one because of that. So that's the only changes really. So we've got um, 
Frankton on top with 174. Newtown 170. Allscott 168. Chirk fourth 148 points. And then it's Schiffler with 146. Warfield next with 133. And Rockstar with 125. Wellington 112. Kund 108. Bremer Heath 106. And at the bottom it's Lillishaw with 99. And Well Adrift is Bridgenorth seconds with 64. They are a long way adrift, despite having beaten Warfield a couple of weeks ago, posted 247 for seven and dismissing Warfield for 109. So that was a great result for them, but they're still a long way, long way behind. Uh, the top three got a 20 point gap between them. So they're looking fairly, fairly steady now. Uh, Frank to Newtown and Allscott. There's been um, a number of all round performances I want to point out, really. Allscott against Wellington. Uh, All Scott scored 231 for eight and dismissed Wellington for 115. Jason Summers scored a 15, got four for 20. And then Newtown against Bridge North, Tom Anderson, six for 36 and 56 runs as they beat Bridge North. Craig Heath, when Kund remarkably beat Frankton by 100 runs, he got four for 18 and 81 runs. And when Lillishaw played All Scott, All Scott, much the better team, but Ashish Ashish, seven for 36 and 86 runs. And for Lillishaw, Tom McCreel, five for 47 and 47 runs. So some good all-round performances there. Mm. Uh, I have, there's a couple of standout performances again, I should mention. Chirk against Bomer Heath. Chirk 162 all out, dismissed Bomer for 102 to win by 60 runs. Connor Bailey for Chirk, seven overs, two maidens, five for 11. So fantastic from him. Friend of the podcast and guest last week, John Anthony. Obviously inspired by his time on the podcast, <laughs> smashed his first ever first team ton for Newtown, 135 not out, as they made light work of Lillishall. Another standout performance when Rockster absolutely annihilated Kund. Rockster 174 for seven, dismissed Kund for 77. Dan Harris picking up nine for 35. So tremendous oh. effort from Dan there. Well, that's about it, really. So, yeah, it's... um. It's a good battle at the top. Frankton against All Scott and Newtown. I'm still backing All Scott. I think they're going to they're going to push on and win it. But don't quote me on it. And at the bottom, it's Lillishaw against Bridgenorth this weekend. So that's a big game. If Bridgenorth lose that, they're well adrift. If they win it, they might just about keep in touch. But um, yeah, a lot going on really. It's good good division. Yeah, and where else to start? But nine for thirty-five from Dan Harris, unbelievable. Um, Got to feel a bit gutted that the, uh, the 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 other wicket was from Lewis Davis, which was of the number nine, which was Owen Brain. So so close for the ten first, but um, I suspect Lewis is quite happy about it. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, incredible for Dan. Really, really, uh, you know, once what comes around once once in a season, once in a season, once in a career. Sometimes getting nine for, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely once in a lifetime for me. Anyway, I don't know about you, Joss. Uh, no, I've had a seven for, never a nine for. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a seven for, but never, mm. <laughs> never anything more than that. But yeah, that it's pretty much first win of the season as well. Yeah, it's. Uh... I don't know. It's it's a bit of an interesting one because when we were talking to uh, John the other week, and 
he was saying that Bridge North have looked good. So maybe it's the start of the green shoots for Bridge North and they'll start pushing themselves at the table. Bowmer Heath had been on a, a very good run and then lost to Chirk. Chirk themselves have been on a great run of form, uh, unbeaten in their last five. So I think that they may make the jump across um, into that top three. But yeah, it kind of, I don't know, from the outside looking in, it potentially looks like it might be a top five um, with the others kind of making up the other places. I'm not quite sure what it is for the relegation zone. It might be... The other bottom five, Wellington, Kund, Bowmere, Lillishaw, Bridge North. But as we've mentioned, you'd expect Bowmere, well, you'd expect Bowmere to pull themselves out, guys. Yeah, we, we've, we've been saying that for weeks. So, and like I said about Central and the Prem, that they, we're two weeks close to the end of the season. They're, they're yeah. still in third from bottom, which is a bit worrying for them, really. Because the players they've got, they should not be there. Mm. I'm convinced they should not be there. They've got, they're a strong team. Yep, and that is the alarm that has gone off. So that means that we move ourselves now on to Division 2. Okay, so in Division 2, Chelmarsh still lead the way for a sixth week running. Beacon stay in second place as third week running. That is pretty much as consistent as it has been up the top recently in Division 2. Then in third place, Ellesmere move up from fifth. Alberbury move up from seventh into fourth. There are three points between those two teams, and there are 16 points between fourth and second. Um, there's a 20-point gap between Chalmarsh and Beacon in fifth. Just below them, eight points behind Albury are All Brighton. Sixth place, well, joint fifth place with All Brighton is knocking. Three points behind them in joint seventh are Fortin and Sentinel second 11. Then 12 points behind them are Wellington third 11. Then a bit of a drop, then 11 points, which sounds like a massive amount. But if it was in any other division, it would sound like nothing at all. Our <laughs> um, Shelton, second 11. And then this is where it does jump down slightly. 24 points then to 11th place, Treasel and Sizedon. And then another 20-odd points, well, 19 to be exact, um, to Ponsbury in bottom position. Ponsbury, having shown green shoots and beating Sentinel, have then gone on and lost their last three games. Treasel won their last game, but it did come against Ponsbury, which has ended a run of five consecutive defeats. Shelton can't seem to get any luck and haven't put a real run of form together down at the bottom either. And yeah, Wellington have gone on a string of three defeats, losing to Fortin, Alberbury and Beacon. Sentinel keep winning, then losing, then winning, then losing, then winning. So they've got Wellington next week. So one of those uh, <laughs> form patterns is about to change. Fortin, having been tipped by Joss Elliott two weeks ago to be strong and by myself to be strong and to push up, um, have then <laughs> consequently lost their next two games. Cheers, guys. Uh, <laughs> Knocking um, a bit like Sentinel have 
kind of dropped off a bit, having won their first three and being at the top end, then went on a run of losing four, then but a beat Sentinel, but then lost to a very strong Chalmash. Or Brighton were on a run, but then lost to Alberbury. Beacon have put on a spectacular run, though. They've won their last five games, similar to Chalmarsh, and that is why those two sides are at the top. Now, from my perspective, I'm looking at this now, and I'm starting to think that it might be the top two are going to be fought out between Chalmarsh and Beacon. They're definitely the two strongest sides that have turned up and played at Alberbury this season. Um, I, again, you, you never know because you don't know what other teams' availabilities like. Other teams that we may have played may not have been as strong, but um, they t- they both of them seem well-equipped to get out of Division 2 and seem to be uh, putting together the results that would make you assume that that is what they're going to do, guys. Yeah, I think the changeover to win-lose-draw will be interesting for some of them. I mean, I wouldn't say Ellesmere and Alderbury are out of it either at this moment in time. I think, uh, you know, the points gap is not that big. Um, certainly to, and Alderbury to played Chalmarsh on, on Saturday as well, so if they could pull something yeah. off there. Yeah, it's, I, 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 you know, Chalmarsh are a really strong side and, you know, they're geared up. They've come, they come down from Division 1. They want to get back up there very quickly. Um you know, it's the second half of the season is always interesting in terms of the changeover transition from win lose to win lose draw. Um, yeah, there's more points on offer. Um, you, teams might think set their stall out to get a draw against Chelmarsh, and it's up to them to try and make sure that doesn't happen. So, you know, a lot can go on. You know, win lose cricket, you've got to go for it. Uh, and some some teams it suits better. Um, be very interesting to see, but I think it's. I wouldn't say it's sort of you know just the top two. I think there's you know there's there's four or five teams there that could get involved and make a difference in in terms of this. And it's still so tight in the middle of the table as well. You got you know you got Wellington yeah. in ninth with 120, Ellesmere in third with 146. That's only pretty much one win. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, third, third Wellington could be in game. fourth <laughs> if yeah. results go their way. But, you know. uh, I, I tell you what, officials' points will be really key in, in this, I think. Isn't it? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And perhaps decide to bat first if you win the toss as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's gonna it's gonna force people to be aggressive with their toss it with their to- with their decisions at the toss. That's <laughs> about to say. <laughs> <laughs> nearly, yes. nearly an interesting there slip there. Um, I'll keep that one in. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it's Just gonna force those more aggressive tosses. Think, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, Slats. You've said it. Um, so yeah, it's gonna force those teams at the top end to really push for it. But yeah, that game between Treesol and Ponsbury. Um, a really key game, and uh, Ponsbury even had some of their main 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 players out: Stephen Wilson, Matt Hartshorn, Matt Ramsey, James Cherms. You know, all in attendance that day. Um, but Neil Bennett, sixty-four in the runs again. Usman Barry, seventy-nine, um, again in the runs. And James Cherms with a good day, three wickets for him. Steve Wilson with two, but then Matt Ramsey in reply getting thirty-six. Matt Hartshorn getting four. He would feel quite um unfortunate with that and uh, Steve Wilson 46 so I don't know you, you kind of want Ponsbury to start getting a run together and moving forward but as you said it's, it's halfway through the season now and it seems less likely that it's that it's going to occur but um 
Yeah, as we've said with this division, and it's another cow corner bingo, it's it's completely up in the air. And just a couple of wins, it seems like people go on a run of two wins here and then lose one and then or and then the people who are kind of down the bottom are losing one winning one losing one winning one but the only two who have put a decent run together are Beacon and Chalmarsh and that's probably why they are my picks but anyway let's move ourselves on to the next division and division three okay so division three and Joss so yeah, the headline division three is that Column is no longer are no longer top, having suffered two defeats in two weeks, both at the hands of Welsh opposition, losing to Welsh Fall and Monty. So Brosley have toppled them at the top of the table. They're now one eight three points. Column second with one six seven, Quat one six four, Monty in fourth with one hundred and fifty, and a bit of a drop then to Church Aston in fifth with one hundred and nineteen, Ozestry sixth with one hundred and nine. Then level seventh are Welshpool and Willie, both with 95. Level ninth with 94, Ludlow Maidley. In 11th, Wem with 90. And well adrift at the bottom, St. George's with just 65 points. So, um, yeah, um, Colm, having, having been flying, absolutely flying, um, have come a cropper, which is interesting because they were mm. unstoppable. And Brosie have just, just sneaked past them now. And it's now, you know, they're 16 points clear. And looking at the fixtures coming up as well, it's, um, I think Column have got, Column have got Quat and Brosley, their next two games. So they're playing third and first. So if results don't go their, their way, they could be a long way off where they want to be, shall we say? Um, yeah. It's, so, so it's an interesting one with Column because they seem to do a lot of rotation. Um, or well, maybe they just suffer like every club does with availability because it's quite a change side um, at home to Montgomery. Sorry, away away at Montgomery. I know it's a travel, um, but yes, it's it's there's a few people missing in there, um, and certainly I know we played against their seconds, and there's a couple of people who uh, played for their seconds against us that have played in the first uh, on Saturday. Um, so I just wonder if it's not been able to get a settled side maybe in the last couple of weeks. Uh, people on holiday i don't know it's kind of it's kind of weird but they've they've gone off like a train and then seem to mm. have, have had a bit of a wobble yeah um, i was going to say that it's it looks like those two results have not been they've not even been close they've been comprehensive they by obviously seven wickets, lost both by seven wickets weren't they yeah, yeah. like bold bold out for 87 and then monty knocked them down within 20 overs three down and and the Welsh week before Welsh ball, chasing down 210 they had opening stand of 150 Exactly. Nick yeah. Davis scoring seventy six, Patrick Davis scoring seventy, and they got them three down. So unbelievable. Yeah, not close as you say. So yeah, it's it is a bit confusing, and Brosley have carried on winning, which is massive. I one of the sides that I'm looking out for is Church Aston. I think that they're a little outsider bet for a strong end to the season and well i was just going to mention a couple of their results um, yeah go for it jossa they played osastry there were two centurions for them arnold chandler who's had two centuries since we last did the supplement show he scored 107 and gurjeet signee 139 as they posted 342 for four and then when they played wem they posted 272 skittle wem for 124 arnold chandler 120 Ranjit Josan six for fifty one. So they've got some 
some key individuals there. A uh, couple of other performances I should mention, perhaps Brosley against Ludlow. Calvin Rogerson, 114, not out, so he's obviously still got it. Quatts had a very one-sided game against Maidley, 297 for seven, played 95 all out. Craig Jones retired for 101. James Ralph for Brosley, 147 against St. George's. He posted 289 for three. And the, the other one, probably the pick of them, really, Maidley against Willie. Sorry, Slats. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Willie, Willie, 101 all out. Maidley, 103 for five. Sam Davis for Maidley. Seven overs, two maidens, five for nine. Yeah. figures yeah. apparently he was he was apparently unplayable on the was day he? yeah is he a spinner or a quickie i haven't got a clue mate yeah. <laughs> i don't know Sam, i think I, 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 I think he's a, i think he's a seamer but i, I okay. don't don't hold me to that but he was but impressive yeah, figures, fantastic right? spell yeah absolutely um yeah. The, the the good news is that either side of that maidly game um uh, it was two good wins for willie uh one against church Aston and one against uh just, just this last Saturday against St George's. So uh, very good. But though I look at the league and I look at those that clump of teams on ninety points, and you sort of okay, St George's are struggling. We know there's there's been issues and what have you. But when you think about what might happen in the Birmingham League, what we don't know. You know those teams in that sort of bottom four or five. Yeah, yeah they, they they're fighting against to, to get out of that bottom four yeah, or five yeah. to make sure they're not. You know they're not going to be affected at the end of the season, and it's going to be really interesting to see how the second half plays out. Yeah, it's good. Well, Rems, well, Wems seem like they're a bit resurgent, don't they, Joss? At the moment, they've. Well, they've won three of their last five and their well, one of those games got abandoned against Maidley. They only lost to Church Aston and as you mentioned, um <laughs> got thumped. <laughs> you know, a good a good a good win against Welshpool who had beaten, you know, the main the main team in column only the week before. Um and yeah, that that Pfeiffer from Chandra is good. <laughs> It's good as gold. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they get on in the next couple of weeks, especially given that they've got Ludlow up next. Um, yeah. And then... So up next the- as well, if you look at the top of the table, the, this weekend's fixture is incredible. So Brosley have got Monty, that's first against fourth, and Colin against Quartz, second against third. So that, that could have a huge bearing on the, on the top of the table. Yeah, it's it's going to be all change. And Division Three, I think, is probably one of the most exciting divisions in the Shropshire League at the moment. But anyway, that is the timer. So we're going to have to move ourselves on to our next division and Division Four. Okay, Division Four, and welcome to back to the show, Slats. <laughs> hey everybody, how we doing? Okay, yeah, Division Four is really shaping up uh, quite nicely. Wheaton Aston consistent, been top since week four, um, and 188 points. Chased by Gillsfield, um, who are in second on 160 points, and uh, you know coming into a run of form. And then it's Newport seconds, just a tad behind them on 156. Whitchurch in fourth spot on 146 that's which it's second 11 and then it's a bit of a bit of a drop then to um condover resurgent condover up into fifth on 119 points shrewsbury thirds are in six on 111 harper's seventh on 107 
Frankton in eighth on 99, uh, very closely followed by Schiffnell thirds on 97 in ninth. And then we have the bottom three. Um, in 10th spot, Hodnett um, with 92 points. Um, and then bottom two, well adrift. Bishop's Castle in 11th on 56 and Bridgenor thirds at the bottom of the table in 12th on 54. Uh, so... <laughs> When you kind of look at it, it's it's really interesting because um, that top four has been the top four in slightly different order and on, on below uh, Wheaton Aston since week eight, and things are sort of settling down in this division. Um, you know, uh, Whitchurch was second for quite a lot of the time, and then they've had a a, a couple of uh, tricky results to say the least, um, and, and, and put them down into fourth from second. Lost uh, to the last three, haven't they? Which yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 and again, there's a big, big loss um, on on Saturday um, against uh, Wheaton Aston. Obviously, league leaders and comfortable for Wheaton Aston. You know, um, winning by six wickets, chasing 157. Um, and again, no real sort of standout innings as such. It was just uh, some solid, solid, solid stuff. You know, in terms of that. You know, and. Again, Witches didn't get bowled out in there. They're only six down in their 40 overs to get to 157 um, at Wheaton Um So really interesting result. Wheaton Aston just keep winning. They know how to do this. Um, and I don't see a lot changing there, if I'm honest. Um, they are, can I just say Wheaton Aston are, along with Wem and Wellington, are the only team in the Shropshire League that haven't lost. Oh, yeah. lost. oh, oh is was, that right? I was, they're, they're, yeah, they're undefeated. I was, <laughs> I was just waiting for you to finish and then just got in, you bastard. They've only had the two games abandoned, week two and three, but every other game they've won. So, so what we're going to say is that uh, they're not only consistent, but they are also undefeated. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Um, I look at the bottom of the table and I've got some real concerns. Obviously, Bridge North and Bishop's Castle are quite a bit of drift now. Um, and it's, it's, you know, we're halfway through the season um, and they've amassed mm. 110 points between them. Um, I think it's tough from here, um, you know, in, in terms of how, how things are going to turn around. I really, you know, I, I know players at both clubs and I'm, you know, I really hope they do turn it around. Tell you what, though, fantastic performance uh, last week for Hodnett beating Frankton um, and pulling themselves much closer to the middle of the table bunch in the 90s and, and, and low 100s. Harry Fiaz, top scoring with 105 uh, not out, uh, which is uh, incredible. Um, big score. They posted um, 222 for eight and uh, Frankton finished up 170 all out chasing it. So um, really good in there. There was also a Mohammed Fiaz who uh, played in that game as well. And now I don't he's know if dad. that's, is it Mo? Is it mm. Mo? Back he also, in, back he also got, he also got a ton for Shropshire over, 50s over 60s, 60s, over yeah. 60s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I didn't know if it was the same Mo Fiaz or, or it was a, another relation, but uh, yeah, he obviously batted with Harry and he got 26, but he also more importantly got a couple of wickets uh, in the chase and gave nothing away with the ball. Mm. Um, literally uh, eight overs, two for 16, you know, miserly in that, in, in a run chase like that. Very good. So um, also Centurions in the last couple of weeks, uh, Ilias Amin for Newport, 107 not out. Um, 
and also uh, Sam Sherwin, is it? 107 also. Sam so, yeah, so there was, you know, some big scores in there. Um, but as I say, Wheaton Aston is probably the result. Um, but also I mentioned in the runs in the last three weeks, uh, we talked about it a bit last time, but Andy Flan for Gillsfield, mm. um, his last three week scores, 104 not, I know it was 104, 58 and 82 not out last week. Mm, um, so he is in form and Gillsfield are resurgent after dropping down to fifth in week seven. They're up into the top two. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting stuff there. Really pushing up the table. And yeah, as you mentioned, it's going to be it's going to be a tasty end of the season with the, all those sides so close to each other and the potential of sides coming down from the Birmingham League this season. And also for Bishops Castle and Bridge North, they're going to want to get some points because remember, 126 points was the score that Albury 2s finished on last season and were deemed not suitable. Albury 2s got double relegated <laughs> on 126 he, he points. Not... So they need, to, they need to pick up the points. Otherwise... Pull... They'll Pull their fingers out, yeah. Well, well yep. you know, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, yep. Um, yep. not a fan of uh, double anything, to be honest with you, unless it's uh, unless yep. it's a gin. Unless it's a gin. These, these are things we have to think about. These are <laughs> things we made. have to think about. Oh yeah, I Any- love that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is the timer on Division Four, and that moves us on to Division Five. So as Hurley gets in his uh, Albury double ma- double relegation mention for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I keep saying it. I keep Shut saying up, it. Talking about I told you. We, it, it's, the go, it's, it's the hundredth episode. We're tying it all back into the roots. This is going to be loose. <laughs> It's a you wait till we get to Division 7, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, in Division 5, Church Stretton still lead the way, 189 points. But close on their tail are the hipster's choice, Lanny, with 188 points. Then a bit of a drop down to 145 points and Prize Lee. But one point behind them are Bowmere Heath, second 11. In fifth are Newtown, second 11, 14 points behind them. Two points behind them are Beacon, second 11. One point behind them is Much Wenlock in seventh. Then Iscoid and Fens Bank on 114. Then the big drop goes down to St. George's, third 11 on 75 points. So a drop of 30 points there then three points behind them are wellington fourth 11 in 11th archive glass on the 70 points and calverhall rock bottom with 51 so i think the big thing that jumps out to me in this division is it kind of looks like it's going to be those top two it's going to be lanny and church Dretton potentially fighting it out Priorsley have been on a great run of form, though, winning five in their last six to push them up into third position. And Bowmere Heath are also staying with them, but with Church Drayton have only lost one game this season, and the same with Lanny, you'd be hard pushed to say that it's going to be any different but those two teams taking the spoils at the end of the season. Anyway, big result, uh, I would say, is Church Stretton against Iscoid and Fens Bank. Church Stretton scoring 208, Peter Lee 64. So he leads score, He was the lead scorer, which is, which is completely different to how it's gone on through the rest of the season. And then in reply, they bowled out a very good 
Um, they bowled out a very good Iskoid team. Saladin Malik, 6 for 15 off his eight overs. And Pete Lee having an absolute day with 3 for 25 off four overs. It just makes you think that that Church Stretton are definitely on the way there. And much Wenlock beating Bowmere Heath second 11. Bowmere Heath being, well, much Wenlock scoring 151 all out. Dan Searle, very good player, scoring 58 in that game. And then bowling out Bowmere Heath for 95. Dave Langton with 31 and Paul Bolland 26 in defence of the total while trying to chase the total whilst William Brown got 5 for 17 for much Wenlock that day. Must also mention Callum Doverston in that game, 4 for 3 off 3 overs. What a performance with the ball from him and he was the third change. So, uh, well, he came on, he was the sixth choice bowler. So probably getting a bowl next week, lad. Um, or maybe you won't. I, we haven't, we, we didn't, we weren't there to witness it. So you never quite know. Sad news though. Once again, go to Calverhall who conceded yet another game. And yeah, got to be a real hope for them to try and pull through. I know I can see that they have posted on Facebook already yesterday saying that they want loan players. So if people are keen to play against Beacon this weekend, uh, please let Ollie Griffiths know so he can get you in the side. The other big result for me in this division last week uh, was Wellington. Wellington scoring 224 for four. Uh, Daniel Pitchford, 78. Matt Morris, 57. Um, against a strong Priors Lee side. And then Priors Lee, uh, Salil Malish, who came in at eight, scoring 72 in a captain's knock, but it wasn't enough. Matt Morris with three for 37, and Rafe Barty, three for 29 for Wellington, seeing them home and seeing them get a big victory against a side who you would expect to be up there for especially as the side who are in 10th position which just goes to show you that anyone on their day can win in this division um but yeah guys what are your thoughts in division five yeah fair play to church dressing unbeaten since first game of the season they lost the first game and have won or been abandoned ever since so so, superb effort from them so they definitely yeah. lost a game we, we say that they're not in the they field. Have, yeah, oh, yeah. just side check yeah, okay. <laughs> just the one though um and yeah worrying signs for Carver Hall. they've conceded two of their last four i hope it's just a blip i hope they um get themselves sorted out because i hate i hate to see any club go but especially Carver Hall is a good club yeah um, definitely definitely and yeah good good battle but, but it's really only church Stratton and Vanny in it at the moment one point between them 43 points clear of third so it's looking like it'll just be them two yeah result of the week for me was obviously for last saturday was obviously priors lee beating a strong much wenlock side really good bowling there from uh santosh bat with five for 26 off his eight overs and then uh in the chase priors lee came through um and uh Shantanu Golar got 61 off 68 balls, nine fours and two sixes in that. Um, not out to see him home. So, uh, 
yeah. As you said, everybody's beating everybody at the moment in that division. Mm. It's quite uh, quite a topsy-turvy So I think the league probably got it right, putting Pirsley in Division 5 looks about right for them. Yeah, looks yeah about right. I, think, I, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Big win for St George's third eleven against uh, <laughs> Bank as well. Uh, bowling is going out uh, for 65, having been bowled out for 81. Uh, themselves and Beacon with a, a massive score of 379 for three against uh, Wellington. Lee Pickford with 154, um, James Bovell 149 there and then bowling out Wellington all out for 45. So something tells me there that Wellington probably weren't very strong on that day, uh, well, he can probably work. Lee play. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, just remember that because I'll come to that in a, in a few a couple of divisions time. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, sorry. Um, and then Lanny, obviously, with a big win against Calverhall, and Calverhall put a team out last week. Um, and uh, yeah, Bomir with a win against Kai Glass. But anyway, that is the timer, and we move ourselves onto our next division and division six. Okay, so okay, so we move on to Division Six and Slats. Yeah, Division Six again. Sort of, you, you see that uh, similar picture. Um, Allscott Heath at the top of the division with 197 points, but no longer in the undefeated club. But I'll come to that. Um, <laughs> Kund in second spot with 163. A little um alphabetically in third spot on 139 followed by willie second 11 also on 139 points in fourth uh knocking uh, on 129 in fifth roxeter on 128 so only a point behind in sixth um welshpool second 11 on 123 in seventh then harcourt in eighth with 112 acton reynolds in ninth with 109 bit of a jump down then monty uh montgomery second 11 in 10th on 92 Column in 11th on 90 and Ludlow thirds uh, bottom of the division on 70 points. Um, and yeah, some really interesting results um, happening, not least, obviously, um, the undefeated Ulskut, uh came to Willie on Saturday and uh, it wasn't the, it wasn't the, the strongest side I've seen them put out this, this season so far, but um, uh, we managed to get a win by 40 runs and... Um, get ourselves up the table uh, in, in Willie's second 11. So that was good. But class bunch of lads really, really are. You know, we had a tea to celebrate the f- last game of the first half, which was great. Um, and um, they stayed on a beer afterwards, which was fantastic because, uh, you know, we do like that. And uh, yeah, really good bunch of lads and very gracious in defeat as well. So can't, <laughs> can't wait to go there last game of the season and see what happens. Um, it'll be really good. Quite typical um, bringing up that up about having a beer after the end of the game there, just slats. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, so, uh, yeah, it's it, there's some interesting results around on Saturday. Obviously, um, uh, Lilishall chased down 248 to win by nine wickets, so Harcourt 248 for four off their 40. And, <laughs> um, you know. Sudi Bale, uh, 111 not out. Roger Spike Davis opened the batting with 73 as well. You know, uh, thought they'd have 
I think, yeah, hey, we've done a really good job here, but uh, no, 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 not a chance. Simon Millington, 93, not out, open, open the batting. And um, and then a 50 from Chris Catling and also from James Griffiths, not out as well. So uh, chased it down comfortably um, uh, to pick up the, the spoils there. Okay, so Kund um, also thumped Roxeter um, by a massive 214 points. Uh, and they're a strong side. I mean, again, uh, Jason Brooks at three, getting 80. Um, 30s and 40s all the way through. Charlie Reese has been in the runs, 45 not out. Uh, Farrell Waters, class player, 38. Got stumped, that's unusual for him. Um, and Dave Ballinger, good to see Dave Ballinger in the runs as well. Um so, and then unfortunately for Roxeter, uh, capitulated um, and the wicket shared around. Uh, but yeah, they they struggled basically and all out for 52. So uh, tough day for them. Um, yeah, Lance Parks, Welsh pool with a, a massive 121. Um, put himself in the frame for chasing down the batting. Simon Millington leads the way, uh, just shy of 400 runs this season. He's been in a great run of form. Uh, it's it's some really interesting stuff, and somebody has snuck into the top ten of the bowling. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm getting in before you, Joss, with my th- <laughs> three three for twenty off my eight overs against the league leaders. So you know, just, uh... <laughs> but dropped and dropped an <laughs> dropped an absolute sitter on. I took a skyer in the deep. Just wait, just wait, dropped... wait, wait, wait. Start. Wait, here we go. Ready? Start. <laughs> Talk about. Let's hear about this. Right, took it, took a, took a, a steepling catch in the deep, uh, no problem at all, and then stood at uh, stood at mid wicket, uh, dropped a catch on the square, an absolute dolly. I still to this day can't tell you how I've dropped it, but yeah, I was just amazed. It was at my feet, and I couldn't, I couldn't. <laughs> the, I, I was so apologetic to the bowler, and I still can't believe today that I dropped a catch. But there we are. It happens. It was a dolly. It happens to all of us, <laughs> uh, especially me. Uh, so I feel your pain there, but yeah, Division Six looking, looking very good, and the just the amount of teams who were so close to each other, Lillishall and and uh, Willie. Lillishall have had five. They've only actually played six there now, and they've had five abandoned. Yeah, and, it, and you know, and okay, week three everyone was abandoned, but the other four times they're abandoned, all Scott Heath won. So you think mm. that's, that's a sixty-point advantage on them, basically. For yeah, and, and and interestingly, we're we're in the same boat as that. So we've had uh, five games that have been either abandoned or cancelled. Four, four, four and one abandoned. Yeah. No, three cancelled. Yeah, three, three cancelled. One abandoned. That one abandoned yeah. uh, was against Acton Reynolds, where we needed twenty-six runs and then to win. Yeah. <laughs> two wickets down. What quick quickly one other thing, just to, in terms of trends in this division, the bottom five have been unchanged since week seven. Worrying mm-hmm. times for that. Top three have been the same since week nine. Um, and Billy West has got that massive turn, 167 to promote to the first. And he's, he's batting in the first and getting runs there. So good for him. Amazing. Right. So we move on. It's here. It's the moment everyone's been waiting for. It's Division 7. Strap yourselves in. Get a cup of coffee. <laughs> get a cup of tea. We could be here for a while. Get, get some Pro Plus. <laughs> okay, so we move ourselves on to Division 7. And who better to talk us through Division 7? The, the man himself, Joss Elliott. Joss, what's happened in Division 7? Uh, Division 7. It's all happening in Division 7. 
it's it's so tight at the top now. Well, it appears to be a two-horse race. Um, currently, Aubrey top with 151 points, one point ahead of Coton Hall, 150. Then a drop of 20 points to Lillish Hall in third with 130. Conover fourth with 126. One point behind them, Quat third, 11 with 125. Corvdale sixth with 111. Seventh of Fortum with 110. Then a bit of a drop to Ponsby in eighth, 73. Ellesmere ninth with 69. And Albrighton cast adrift with 50 at the bottom. It's been it's been quite a, quite a couple of weeks, really. First played second a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I'll start with this fixture for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Conehall were top. Um, Aubrey went to their place. Curtin Hall won the toss. <laughs> <laughs> Called heads. Um, won the toss. Poor <laughs> right. Aubrey win. Joss Elliott and Ollie Pope opened up. First ball. Dot ball. <laughs> <laughs> Second ball. Yeah, we've got time. I love it. Second ball. Quick single to mid-wicket. Pope was on strike for the rest of the so no one cares. Second over. <laughs> Elliot back on strike. <laughs> First ball, short, hook for four. Um, have we had enough, are you? <laughs> no, joking apart, hell of a game. Uh, we, we finished on 327 for three. Uh, and Conan Hall all out for 84. Tom Butler, six for 34. Hell of a spell from him. Young lad back from uni. So he's uh, he's up to the first time, quite rightly so, but he, he had a day to remember. As did I with 143 and I, as did James Harrop with his highest ever score of 120. He actually overtook me as well. I was on about 80 when he came in. He overtook me. Well, I was going to say yours was a bit pedestrian compared to his, wasn't it? Because, I mean, you know, he got uh, 118 boundaries in his 120 and um, you you got sort of 80 odd in boundaries in your 143. And I mean, it's not a that's big... The, that's the way we roll, Slats. It's, it's not a massive ground there, is it? I mean, you know, the boundaries aren't huge. 143, 143 slats. <laughs> Red Inca as well, innit, Joss? Red Inca for Joss as well. And you could did, did say... I get a, did I get took, a nibble there? Joss, <laughs> took, Joss <laughs> took the shine off the ball, you could say as well, couldn't you, Joss? Yeah, he, he did. Says, Def- yeah, definitely. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> took the stitching off it by the sounds as well. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, Aubrey played Condover last week, which is... Could be a banana skin condo. We've got the Brooks lads have been scoring runs for fun. And um, incredibly, Nick Williams, not known for his bowling, returned five for 20. <laughs> Did he? Genuinely, when it was put in just... the WhatsApp group, no one believed it. We thought everyone was pulling our leg. And it wasn't it wasn't like he was masking up and getting the tail, was it, really? I mean, you know, he's, his first wicket was uh, Sam Brooks, yeah. who, who bats number five. And, and has scored a lot of runs. Yeah. A couple wow. of centuries, I think. Certainly one century, yeah. And he also got but, Matthew Brooks and Sam Rogers. And yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and there was a lot of anger in the condo dressing room, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was just disbelief, was it? <laughs> oh, that as well, I think, yeah. But moving on, um, Ponsby have had a, another worrying couple of weeks. They conceded one game, then lost to Albrighton by 114 runs. They're all out for 100, and 46 of those were extras. So, um, yeah, not um, not good for them. Uh, another fixture I should draw attention to, Quat against Corvdale. Quat 302 for three. 
got Corvdale all out for 52, so one by 250 runs. Matt Jones, who I think is one run behind James Harrop in the scoring in Div 7, scored 102 not out. And Theo, Theo Tanswell, I think it is, scored, got five for 17 for, for Quat in dismissing mm. Corvdale. So quite a victory for them. But um, it's it's to me because I, I, I have played a lot in this division. It's shaping up to be a really good, a good division. I think there could be other teams get involved here because I, I, I know Forton is still a long way down, but when we played them, they were very strong. And I think Condover could well come good. Lila Shaw not out of it by a long way. It's um, it's good. It's a good division. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the things is that if. Ponsbury hadn't have conceded to Coton Hall. Coton Hall take an official with them. So that's yeah. where they're getting their extra points. Um, so they would have been level on points with Alberbury. And obviously, if, yeah. if Coton Hall and Alberbury win out throughout the rest of the season, Coton Hall will finish top because they'll have an official, unless one of the Shrewsbury, one of the Alberbury uh, contingent umpires or scores. We do have yeah. them in the club, but I think obviously. There was uh, an illness to one, and uh, the others are either playing. So, um, yeah. And, and it's quite frustrating when the first team have a scorer and an umpire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. But, um, but yeah, there we go. Hey ho, hey ho. But um, yeah, it's it's there's some good results and some interesting. Well, obviously, Quat versus Fortin, big result the other day. Um, Cordell keep on winning um and yeah it's there's some big big games coming up uh in the following weeks especially when we get now we're at the halfway point um so yeah it'll be really really intriguing to see what happens with the rest of this division especially with it being right. so tight and obviously yeah we go to win lose draw now rather than win lose as well so yeah it, uh, it'll suit me <laughs> 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 Taking the shine off it again. Brigadier <laughs> uh, Block comes out. Here you go, good lad. <laughs> well, here we go. Anyway, let's move ourselves on to the next division and Division 8. Okay, so Division 8 and Slats. Well, here we are with everyone's favourite division. Uh, certainly mine. I think uh, there's some great stuff going on in this division. So uh, top of the pile, Gillsfield with 142 points, who uh, just at the moment uh, top out Keyside in second with 140 points. It is that tight at the top. Only two points in it. In third spot, Kai Glass, who've won the last three games. So that's really interesting. They are on a massive run of form and have gone from fifth to third. Um, but they have 106 points, so a little bit of drift at the moment. Um, in fourth spot, Sentinel with 94 points. In fifth spot, a beacon thirds with uh, um, 85 points. And then bottom of the pile at the minute, a chirk with 73. But it can all change. It can all change. So the last two weeks, it's been sort of uh, double headers where they've uh, played each other one week home and then played each other away the following week. And um, obviously the top two played each other. Uh, and um, uh, the, the spoils have been shared, shall we say. So uh, two weeks ago, uh, Eastside uh, were at home to Gillsfield, and Gillsfield won that tight encounter by six runs. So uh, 
Keyside chasing uh, 179 to win, finish up 172 uh, for eight in their 40 overs. Uh, so really, really close there, you know. Um, and then last weekend, obviously, Gillsfield hosted um, and they were chasing Keysides 170 for nine and finished up 152 all out and lost by 18 runs. So it really is a topsy-turvy division. Uh, Chirk, who I know they sit bottom, but they uh, comfortably beat um, Sentinel last week, chased down 143 to finish 147 for two. Um and uh, top scorer in that game, um, where my eyes are going, Chris Hughes with 60. Um, and Rob Williams has been in form. The week before, he scored 119 not out for Chirk as they also beat Sentinel. Um, Stuart Gwilt getting 82 in Sentinel's innings there. So some really good stuff going on in the division. And uh, it's just, it can change any time. I don't know, you've been looking at the, uh, the form table Okay, the top two have been fairly consistent mm-hmm. um, since week three, shall we say. Um, but there's only two points in it. So, you know, a lot can change. Kai Glass on a fantastic run at the minute. I'd say won, the, won their last three games comfortably. Um, and then um, Sentinel, Beacon and Chirk could all change places and they're all beating each other. So uh, I love it. I love this division. It's home and away. And, you know, you play each other four times. It's yeah, it, it it just depends who's on form on the day. But I gotta say, Ian Malt, so Kai Glass played uh, Beacon and uh they beat Beacon. Ian Malt, um old stager, fifty-one runs, um at uh, batting at number three. So well done Malty, that's fantastic. But then remember I said I'd get back to Lee Pickford? He played in that game for Beacon third and scored fifty-nine. <laughs> what's 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 he doing in Division Eight? What's going on? He's you know? a first teamer. He should be a first teamer. Well, he's he's a damn good cricketer. But you said he played in the seconds and got runs for them, hundred and odd, and then he's been relegated. To, <laughs> relegated this week. So Saturday he played in the thirds. Maybe he was was he could could he only play at home and therefore they didn't want him in the first. We have a lot of that. Yeah, it's that, yeah, yeah, it's just seems very strange to me that you know somebody who would be, who would be playing in Division One, he's two. playing in Division Two yeah. rather. Sorry, Two is now playing played a game in Division Eight. That's yeah. just strange. <laughs> okay, so whilst we all laugh about something that's going to get cut out, uh, we move ourselves on to the final section. And yeah, thank you so much is what I would like to say to anyone who's listening to this, especially if you listen to episode one or two or three or any of the earlier ones and you've come all the way through with us to this point. If you have, please get in touch. We'd love to uh We'd love to uh, give back to you in some way for our loyal fan, well, loyal listeners, uh, for the people who have stuck with us throughout all the way to this point. If you are brand new, welcome. You are just as welcome as as anyone else. And make sure you do like, share and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, If you're listening to the podcast, so you don't need to know anything about where to listen to it. Um, But you can also find us on YouTube. We've got loads of content that we filmed over the last month. And we will be getting all of that out as soon as I get time to put it all out. But yeah, we have got great stuff coming up with the podcast. And if you are interested in playing for the Cow Corner Sunday 11, 
it is very sociable and it is great fun and we had a great day didn't we just the other night we had a fantastic very enjoyable game but played one lost one i'm afraid our record so far but yeah it was a great day really good one off the field play. though we won off the, boy, the, field, the boys though. at hawk so thank you so much then for, for putting on really getting it sorted it was great yeah yes it was a star-studded hawk 11 with Birmingham League players galore and Birmingham League legends galore. Um, so, yeah, it was a great game. But anyway, thank you very much for listening. Jossa, congratulations, mate. Another ton this season. <laughs> Cheers, Hilly. Congratulations yourself, mate. Well done, Slats. Uh, a, a ton for you as well, mate. And, Hurley, I'm, uh, I'm thrilled that we've reached a ton in the same fortnight that James Harrop got one. Fantastic. Well done, <laughs> Well hey. done. Um, thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, as always. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>